No excuse in this day of technology. Uh, you have your phone as you come out and you do that. Now, I want to get ready for the word, so I want to pray. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for today, for the Spirit of God to come mightily upon the people, for the Spirit of God to come even now in the preaching of your word. I ask in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would anoint, Lord, the word of God into the hearts of the people and bring great expectation and great newness of life from this day forward as they say yes to your word in Jesus' name. And everyone said, so I, have, I want you to, t- to uh, don't turn there yet. Don't put it on the screen yet. But I want you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. <laughs> Deuteronomy, right? Chapter 28. And I don't want you to turn, I don't want you to go on there yet, but I want you to have Deuteronomy 28 and starting in verse 12, all right? And uh, when, I, when I say go, then you guys could put a scripture on there. But I want to talk to you about today, especially Baptism Sunday, I want to say something very powerful that I will bring your faith up. How does faith rise? By hearing of the word. So today I found in scripture, I've been search, I was searching for the last couple of weeks, and I even did a word search, and I'm sure there's more. But I've identified four major areas in scripture that talk about literally, word for word in the Bible, how to open up the heavens. So I've entitled this message, Keys to Opening Up the Heavens Over Your Life. Now listen to me. This is very important. Everybody say, keys to opening the heavens. The scriptures, I'm going to give you a little intro, gives us things we have to do and yield to, listen to me, in order for us to open up the heavens over our lives. If there's keys to do something to open up the heavens in our lives, there's also keys of what we don't do that closes the windows of heaven over our lives. I want you to say, see this and be, be on track with me because there's times when we hear certain phrases or certain preachers, especially in 2021, say certain things. Listen to me. This is so key in my intro before I go to the word. We say certain things that throughout the years have been perverted or manipulated by preachers or teachers. And therefore, uh, or we say it very uh, um, casually in our conversations that the original meaning of that word loses its strength and power. Hear me? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you an intro. For instance... Some people, you know, they casually say, man, it, this, this, this food tastes like heaven, man. And we, and we just kind of throw around the word heaven. And, man, it feels like heaven in this beach and this vacation. And I know what we mean, but it loses the real glory of the word heaven. Or when people say, now, don't get mad at me because this word is in the Bible, hell. When people say, man, it's hot as hell in here. <laughs> no, it's not. That, that would be a good day for those people to go, if it's, that, if it's only that hot. So, so we use words like hell, and, or we use it, hell as a curse word, but it, it devalues the true meaning of the word. Why do I say this? Because when preachers, now hear me zoom in real good with your attention. When preachers nowadays, unfortunately, say the word blessing, God wants to bless you. How do we receive that immediately? Come on, just be honest. No filter, no filter. We have a hesitancy. To receive the pure word of the meaning of blessing because some preachers in the past have used the word God is going to bless you in a manipulative way to try to gain something for their own gain. And so when, we, when God or a preacher says God wants to bless you, half of us are turned off right there. Why? A hundred years ago, when a preacher would say God wants to bless you, they, didn't, they, they received it with the purity in their conscience as the word truly says blessing is. 
And when we hear open heaven, we think like, oh, there they go again. There's that prosperity preacher, right? When I talk about open heaven or someone talking about open heaven, they, they realize, they think of that as going to be something different. But we need to go back to the purity of the word when it comes to certain realities that other people have manipulated. It's not fair for those words in the scriptures to be devalued because some preacher devalued it. Right? So today... I'm going to preach with boldness and confidence that God wants to open the windows of heaven over your life. I said that. See, see my intro? I, I had to get out of the way the perception of the word blessing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share this with you before we even start. Before we even start, the, the, the first point is this. Before I even get to the, to, the, to the scripture, I want to look at the first point just as an intro. Look at this first point on the screen. The phrase open heaven refers to the blessings of God being poured down on an individual or a place. That, that didn't get a lot of amens. The phrase open heaven, everybody say open heaven, refers to the blessings of God poured down on an individual or a place. Now, now watch this. So then what is the word for blessing? I'm glad you asked. Right? Look at the word for blessing. Now, you could get that off, guys. You could, you could get that graphic off. Now, look at this. The Hebrew word for blessing in the scripture that we're about to read, all right, is the word uh, blessing in the Hebrew means a gift or a present given or to prosper. And I looked at the word prosper. Wait, 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 wait. Let me rewind. What's the immediate thought when a preacher, come on, let's just be honest. We're going to be family. When a preacher says prosperity or prosper don't even don't give me the right answer that you thought about long enough right just say, give me the answer that popped in your head at first when a preacher says god wants to prosper you money right or what else oh he's just he's just trying to get some for his ministry or he's trying to manipulate me right so i'm not gonna i don't want to go to that church because he talks about prosperity as if prosperity in the purest of word is a bad word do you know what the word prosperity means prosperity in the Webster Dictionary, it means to become strong and flourishing, to have success. So can your soul be strong and flourishing? Can your health be strong and flourishing? That's prosperity! But it doesn't exclude financial prosperity. But we only think prosperity is money when prosperity is life and flourishing. So you and I can't receive anything from God when we have 50% resistance of something that we thought because a preacher or a teacher manipulated for his gain. Listen, I'm with you. I hate when those preachers manipulate people. And every year it seems like the voice of the Lord is for that year. There's 2021. It's the year 2021. So the Lord says if there's 21 people that give $2,021, they'll be blessed. That's manipulation. But it's not manipulation to say God wants to pour the windows of heaven over your life. It, watch this. And bless you if you have the keys to open the heaven. Well, that's my mint. That's okay. Thank God. Hallelujah. That means I have good breath right now. All right, Deuteronomy 28. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? I, I feel it's time to preach something like this because I'm known for preaching on inner healing and repentance and sin. But you know what? There are things that God truly wants to bless you. What I'm asking you, even begging my people today, is to get rid of the definition you previously thought of what blessing is. Get rid of 
the, the definition that you've heard from other preachers that hurt you and turned you off of what the meaning of open heaven is. And I want to tell you like this. If you're a parent, you love to give gifts to your children. And our Heavenly Father wants to bless you with an open heaven experience and pour down and drench you with the favor of God and the presence of God and the presence of heaven. Uh, watch this. Okay, there's three people. Before, before I leave, you all of you are going to get excited about this. See, we have to recondition ourselves because some of you think you're not even in a position to get blessed. That's just for some people. That's not for me. No, God wants to bless the lowest of lowest if you could do it. The, here's the good thing about keys. The keys are just an instrument. It's not alive. Whoever I could give the keys to a millionaire and they open it, or I could give the keys to a homeless man and they can still open it. Uh-oh. You hear what I just said? So here's the keys to, I'm going to intro this. I'm going to give you four keys to an open heaven over your life where there's for a season, everybody say a season, great favor, great life. It's almost like you're, you're, the cartoon where you're living under that portal. It is possible through our obedience. Now, I want to say this. It doesn't happen automatically. There's something you got to do. Can I say there's something I got to do? How many wants to open heaven over their business? How many want to open heaven over their marriage? Okay, five of you. How many want to open heaven over your walk with God? Where, and you're, where, where everything that you, that you do, the Lord's favor is in your hands. Okay, watch this. Look at verse 28, sorry, chapter 28, verse 12. I've never preached something like this, but I want to tell you four keys. Say four keys. The Lord will, say this with me, open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season, to bless all the work of your hand, you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. He's talking to the children of Israel. And symbolically, we are the children of God. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. It's time that we preach messages like this. If you heed, this is, this is the prerequisite for open heaven. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you, and be careful to observe them. So look at me. There is a prerequisite. Now, I want you to know something in this scripture before I give you the first key to opening heavens. I had to have an intro that there is a, a reality of an open heaven in the scriptures. I didn't make this up, okay? And so it's interesting that the Bible says in the first verse, in the first verse, he says this, the Lord will open up to you his good treasure. What is his good treasure? The heavens. Comma, the Lord will open to you his good treasures. Okay, I can't wait. What is the good treasures? The heavens. The heavens, the gifts that he wants to give for obedience. Now watch this. He desires, he desires this. Have you, have you guys ever been on a torrential downfall or rain? Or you got stuck somewhere and you're like, and it, and you're like forget it. It's just coming on me. Come on. How many have how many been in a downfall of rain and in a torrential rainfall where you just get drenched and soaked, right? Yeah, at first it doesn't feel good, but you know, you're, you're just drenched. How many could stand to get drenched by open heaven's reality in your life? How many could stand to get drenched with the favor of God? How many could stand to get drenched and soaked with the presence of God? How about this? With the joy of God. We're always walking around with our head low. We're always walking around defeated. How many can stand having a season in your life where you don't have any fear whatsoever and that you're not perfect, but you feel always joyful in the things of God? Watch this. 
God wants to pour out his blessings. So if there is some things that we could do to open up the, the, the windows of heaven, there's things that we could do to close them. So I'm going to give you four things today that open the windows of heaven. And the last one is going to be baptism. It's going to, it's going to catapult your faith to know I want open heaven. My desire, my desire in this preaching is this, that you desire an open heaven in your life. Do you see how I'm, I'm, I'm trying to fight the negative stigma of the word blessing and the word, because you know me, and those of you know me, I never preach like a, a, a message on blessing because of the negative stereotype that it is. But you know what? I'm doing you a disfavor and I'm being disobedient to God if I don't preach the whole gospel. Yes, we need inner healing. Yes, we need freedom. But also God desires to bless you. That's why we're not going anywhere. Well, I don't know. I don't agree with that. I don't know. I just, I just don't think. We think that humility is staying in a poverty level. That's what we think. We, we tie poverty with humility. As long as I'm poor, I'm, I'm going to be humble. But God, don't bless me. Don't bless me because then those are for people that really manipulate. No, 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 no. God wants to bless you in your heart, in your health. Watch this. And in your finances and in your marriage. So what's the first thing that opens up the heavens in our life? That actually the scripture says, open heaven. Are you ready? Put the first one up there. Prayer. Everybody say prayer. Everybody say prayer. Prayer is one of the main keys that absolutely explodes the heavens over your life. No church, no ministry, no business, no person that walks with God can ever walk in true power if they neglect the key of prayer in their lives. If we actually understood the power of prayer, that it's not just watch this. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to make, I'm going to make a statement. Prayer not only answers, God not only answers prayer, not only does he listen to your prayer, prayer, your prayer, actually opens the heavens up. It's word for word given in the Bible. And I'm going to give you something. I, I, listen, I don't understand why God chose prayer to open up the heavens, but he did. The almighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, listen, the omnipotent God has chosen prayer as a law, as a law, like the law of aerodynamics, like the law, listen, of gravity. He's chosen prayer for some weird reason that when we pray, he has limited or he has, uh, he has streamlined his movements on earth primarily to when his people pray. Let me say that again. He streamlined most of his movements in connection when his people pray. Yes, God could do anything he wants, but he has chosen to partner with us. So if you want an open heaven over your life, it starts with your prayer life. Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. It's a law. You can't change it. Look at what James chapter 5 verse 17 says in the Passion Translation. How many love the Passion Translation? I love the Passion Translation in the TPT. Come on, say TPT. Are you with me? You didn't have to say that, but I just said that. James 5 verse 17. Say prayer. Come on. Say, uh, no, no. Actually, let's say this. Say my prayers will open the heavens over my life, over my family over everything I pray for. Listen, so here's the question. If, if prayer truly opens up the heavens, why aren't we so excited by the droves to come out to prayer meetings? Why, we, why is, why is if you, let's be honest, why is the weakest area of most Christians' life is their personal prayer life? Because we get so busy. 
and we wonder why we're not walking in a, in a degree of an open heaven in our lives where there's a lot of fruitfulness. Remember what I talked about prosperity means just fruitful and alive, okay? God doesn't want you just to exist only. He wants to give you life and life more abundantly. He doesn't want you just to exist and like over here, I'm just barely making it, praise God. Watch what James says. Oh, this is good. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run around the church in my head. <laughs> Elijah was a man with human frailties. Oh, God, thank you for saying that. We're so looking for a superman. Oh, the reason I can't pray like that because I didn't go to seminary school. Oh, I can't pray like Pastor George because you know, he just has an anointing and he's, he is just deep in the word of God. Elijah was a man with human frailties just like all of us. I said, say, just like all of us. Come on, say, just like me. Come on, he said, Elijah was just like me. I love, thank you, Holy Spirit, for putting that in there. The Holy Spirit could have said, the great, mighty Elijah, with the anointing that shakes bones or whatever you want to do, he prayed and he spent 10 hours every day with the Lord. You're going to be like, man. That is a superhero. I'm glad the Holy Spirit says, Elijah was a human being with prayer Jesus like us. I want you to shout this. But he prayed. Listen, 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 listen. There's the key. He was a man just like us, bad hair day just like us, bad breath just like us. Actually, he did have a bad hair day, and some youth kind of criticized him, and they got ate by lions. So don't criticize bad, you know. Elijah, yeah, read it, read it. Some, some young people go, hey, bald head, bald head. And the Bible says some lions came out and devoured those youth. So don't criticize some bar- a prophet's bad hair day. <laughs> Listen, he had bad breath just like you. He got cranky just like you. <gasps> Elijah got cranky? Yeah, he got cranky. He was hungry just like you. He got frustrated just like you. He got irritated just like you. But he prayed. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. But he prayed. Give me five. I needed something. Everybody say, he was just like me. But he prayed. Watch this, watch this. And received supernatural answers. He actually shut, uh-oh, uh-oh, there's that word. He actually shut the heavens. What? How blasphemous. It says it in the Bible that Elijah shut the heavens. We got quiet up in this Methodist church here. Listen, he, got, he, he, Elijah, through partnership with prayer, shut up the heaven. He had so much faith that prayer works that he actually shut the heavens for three and a half years. Watch this. He actually shut the heavens over the land so there would be no rain for three and a half years. Could you, you imagine what happens to businesses, to farms, to the, to the, 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 the industry of food? And crops, and there's no rain for three and a half years? So watch this. Keep, keep that scripture up there. Keep that scripture up there. Now watch this. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 18. Look at verse 18. Then he prayed again. Everybody say, he prayed again. And the, oh, the heavens or the skies opened again. Here's open heaven. Over the land so that the rain came and produced, listen, the harvest He prayed one time and the heavens closed because he prayed that God would release judgment because there were such stiff-necked people that they had to go through a hard time to humble themselves and repent. Please don't get to that level. Don't get get to the level where God has to humble you because you don't want to be humble and repent. 
All right? Be, be the person that humbles themselves before God has to humble you so that God, you won't have to go through this season of drought to get your attention. You say, I don't believe that. I said it before and I'll say it again. The Bible says in Deuteronomy, same Deuteronomy, that the Bible said, is the Lord your God that led you these 40 years to the wilderness and caused you to hunger. It actually says, caused you to hunger. The devil initiated that. No, the Lord initiated that. And what's, what's the reason? To reveal what was in your heart. That's what he says. So watch this. Say open heaven. Say prayer opens the heavens. Say prayer opens the heavens. You know who knew about this revelation even in the Old Testament? The Old Testament, not only Elijah, but the prophet Isaiah. He knew the revelation. You know what it's astonished to me? These Old Testament saints that didn't have the Holy Spirit like we do have more revelation of prayer than we do and the Holy Spirit's inside of us. You know, what, you know what Isaiah said? Listen, Isaiah's a prophet, but he was recorded in his prayer life. Could you imagine there's a heavenly recorder praying your prayer life? And, and whatever, there's a certain moment that you get inspired by the Holy Spirit, and you pray something beautiful and powerful to the Lord, and the angels record that, and now it's in the Holy Scriptures forever. Think about, think about this. Isaiah 64, we see the Lord somehow recording a cry of prayer from Isaiah the prophet, and it was a prayer. And watch, what, watch this. If it wasn't possible, Isaiah wouldn't pray this, right? Now look what Isaiah says when it comes to prayer being an open heaven. Watch this. Oh, that you would render, come on, shout this with me, heavens. He's praying that. Why would Isaiah pray that if it wasn't possible for the, for the windows of heaven to open up over his land? Some, some of you need to do this. Oh, rend the heaven over my family. Open the heavens. I repent. I'm going to get right. Whatever it is. Let me walk on this open heaven, watch this, that you would come down, that the mountains may shake at your presence. Come on, somebody, come on. Listen, this. listen, as fire burns brushwood, as fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries, that the nations may tremble at your presence. You know what I saw here? I saw the word rend in the Hebrew word is kara. Say kara. <laughs> Which means, in the Hebrew, to tear wide open so when when isaiah's praying everybody say he's praying rend the heavens we're saying lord tear the heavens wide open in this situation we need you now my family needs you now when you pray you open the windows of heaven over your life of what you're praying for come on you may not feel the presence of God right away, but if you're consistent, the windows of heaven will open i just give you an example and you know what I saw there's four things that I saw he said Lord, rend the heavens. Number one, look at the, first, the, the, the thing that happens in prayer. When prayer happens, God's presence comes down. I said God's presence come down when you pray. That's in verse one. Lord, rend the heavens and come down. That means when you pray, God comes down in the form of his presence or form of answered prayer. The second thing that happens when we pray, in the, uh, in the open, sorry, the result of the open heaven and prayer, the second thing is this, the fire of God comes down. Open, rend the heavens that you may come down as fire, as fire burns brushwood, right? So that as a result of prayer, the fire of God will begin to come down on certain people in certain situations in your life. Sometimes it's the fire of purity. Sometimes it's the fire of empowerment. Look at the third thing that is a result of prayer. Look at the third thing. We're going real quick. The Lord's name becomes known to our adversaries. That's what the Bible says, that your name may be known to the adversaries. You know the fourth result of praying and rendering the heavens in prayer? Look at the fourth result. The fear of the Lord comes, that the nations may tremble at your presence. All those manifestations were a result of rending the heavens. When he, rent, when he prayed and rent the heavens, 
Listen, the windows were heaven and open and released specific realities in their life. How many want an open heaven when it comes to your prayer life? Okay, so that means we need to start checking ourselves and be intentional to start praying with expectancy. Whatever is attacking you the most is probably the thing that you need to do the most in some areas. You hear me? Because the enemy wouldn't attack you and tell you to stop if you're, if you're bound by addiction and drugs or alcohol or pornography. He's not going to tell you to stop, but he's re, if he's resisting you, that means you have to have that thing as a reality in your life. Come on, say amen. Now, now this is the, this is the I want you to buckle your seatbelts. Turn to someone and say, buckle your seatbelt. Pastor George has not taught on this part. The second thing, now I'm going to be bold. This is a sign that God has done something in my life. The second thing, and I'm going to say it boldly, that opens the heavens in your life is giving financially. See, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew I was going to lose some of you. I knew I was going to lose some of you. But I have been touched, I have been convinced by the Lord that I had need to do more of this because I need to equip the body. Pastor Keith and everyone tells me all the time, you need to do more teachings on biblical finances, right? Oh, I don't want to do that because of the stereotype. And I've been limited to the stereotype of preachers and because I didn't want to be associated with that, but I have to preach the full gospel. The second thing that, and I want you to listen to me, that opens the windows of heaven over your life is giving financially. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bust the religious spirit here right now because there's, there's, there's a lot of religious devils, right? <laughs> right? I want to say this. I want to say this. Because giving financially is the, what, what the Bible says in our tithe and offerings, opens up the heavens. Yes, giving of yourself, giving of your talent, giving of your, of your gifts is important, and God wants that. But there's a specific scripture. Isn't it funny how Christians lump everything together? You know, you know God, God, I've actually heard someone say this, that God doesn't really, if I just, if I just give my time, I don't need to tithe. If I, just, if I just show up, right, and I work and I volunteer, then that's my tithe. That's not your tithe. And I'm going to prove it to you. Okay, remember how the, throughout this whole message I've been, t- I've been trying to di- de- de- um, unlearn some things that you've learned? I'm going to go to a scripture that I, I promise you, you're going to be like, oh, here he goes again. Because it's a scripture that most people use during the tithe and offering portion of every service. And they sometimes manipulate it. But I want you to see the truth of these words. And I'm going to, I'm going to uh, what is it, slay the, the sacred cow in some of our lives? I want you to be blessed financially. Yes, I said that. Pastor George says that. Put it on record. See, no one, no one claps on that. <laughs> I'll be honest. You don't clap. I'm saying because you have a wrong mindset. I love you. But if you're not rejoicing for the fact that God wants to bless you financially, there's something wrong with your connection with Scripture. Now watch this. Malachi. Ooh, there it goes again. Malachi 3. Malachi 3, verse 6. I'm going to break this down. This is the first time I preached it in a message, not in a, in a, in a short little time of, of tithe and offerings. I want to break some things down, okay? You with me? You not mad at me? Okay. It's okay. If you are, I love you. For I am the Lord. Now, now, now notice who's, cha- who's speaking here. Not a preacher that's perverting it for his own gain. I, the Lord, I, the Lord, I do not change. Everybody says God does not change. Now listen to me. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob, yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away. Oh my God, I'm going to preach this thing really good. You have gone, everybody say gone away. 
from my ordinances. Everybody say ordinances. Everybody say ordinances. So it's not just backsliding completely away from God. There's certain people that just gone away from something of, the, of his promises or his laws, right? Watch this. This is just coming to me. This is for free. This is not in my notes. You could, you could walk with God and have a pure heart walking with God and still forsake some of his ordinances. You can walk with God and not know that, that, that there's certain things that you're not doing that are causing a non-breakthrough in your life. My people perish for what? Lack of knowledge. Listen to this. Listen, watch this. Now watch this. You've gone away from our ordinance and have not kept them. You have not kept them. Kept what? Ordinances. Hear me now. You're talking about open heavens. It's going to change your life because it's changed mine. Return. This is key. Everybody say return. I got a revelation here. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord. Now watch this. All these years I've read this. I've never seen this. But you say, watch this. It, how or in what way shall we return? Think, 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 think. What way shall we return? In other words, they're saying, I'm already here serving you. I'm here loving you. In what way do you want me to return? Look at the next sentence. The next sentence of any scripture is key because it ties into the previous thing. Will a man rob God? See, that's where people get turned off. Will a man turn, remember, return to your ordinances. You're serving me, but there's some things that you're neglecting. Return to me in the way of your ordinances. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, wait, wait, wait. In what way have we robbed you? Listen, he's very, I thank God God said this and not a preacher. In tithes and offerings. Yes, let that hit you deep because for years, I'm 49 years old, and I've been ashamed to preach this because of the negative stigma that it would bring to me. But let me tell you, I have to preach the whole gospel. How have you robbed me? In tithes and offerings. Now, that's not just serving. That's not just giving. It's giving financially. In the Old Testament, tithes and offerings were money and sacrifices to watch this, to bring to the house of God so that the house of God and the work of God could continue. But there's a benefit for you, and there's a window of heaven. Okay, he's okay. You could turn me off. That's okay. Well, a man, watch this. In tithes and offerings, say tithe and offering. Now, listen, zoom in, because this is the word that most charismatics are going to be turned off, and you're going to go to the bathroom, and you're going to leave. Watch this, because we all say, this is the New Testament. I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break it down. Watch this. This is, the, this is, this is the, the next verse that everyone gets turned off, because we live in the New Testament. Look at the next verse. You are cursed with a curse. Ooh. Brother, I don't agree with that. We're not. Okay, I, I'm going to break that down. I'll I, I break it down. I agree that we're not cursed in the way that we think it, but I'm going to break that word curse down. You are cursed with a curse. Trust me, it, it, for years it was hard for me to preach this. So I'm like, we're in the New Testament. We're not under a curse. I'm going, to break, I'm going to break it down before you leave and throw tomatoes at me, okay? You have robbed me. Now, who, who's speaking here? Is it a preacher? Is it a minister on television? This is written by God before these preachers on television twisted it. He said, you've robbed me in your tithe and your offerings. Not just your tithe and your offerings. Listen, you've robbed me, even this whole nation. Look at this. This is key. I'm going to continue. Keep going. Bring all, not some, all of the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. 
When he says my house, symbolically and prophetically, it is symbolic of the local church or the temple or the place of worship. That's what is called my house. So that, listen, the reason for the tithe, and I get there, is that there would be food in my house. Watch this. And try me now in this. What's the message of, our, of, of the sermon today? Keys to what? Opening up the heavens. He says, when you return to your ordinance, remember, he's talking to people who already believed. Return in the area of tithe and offerings. Watch this. Try me now. In other words, I dare you. I double dog dare you. God is saying, I double dog dare you. Says the Lord of hosts. Look at the next thing. Look at the next thing. Once we're obedient. I, if I will not, come on, shout this with me. Open up for you the windows of heaven. I looked up places where the phrase open heaven is in the Bible, and I found just a very few. And this is the second one that I found. If you come back and you repent and you're faithful with your tithe and offerings, try me now in this, that Yah will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing. Pause. That word blessing is pure in the purest form. But we think blessings are overly getting this and overly getting that and being bad steward of your money. Listen, to, I love what, what Victor says. If God tells it in the word, don't worry about what that other person is going to do with that. You're obedient to the voice of the Lord, and I'm going to tell you, God wants you to stop living from paycheck to paycheck. Praise God that he does, but he wants, listen, for you to go and graduate from, to the extravagant so that you could give extravagantly, so you could be in a position to bless people. Listen, try me now on this, and now I will pour out, everybody say pour out, the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such a blessing, say blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I have so many things. And I then will, I, not you, the Lord says, I'll take it from here. Thank you. You've given your tithe, your offering. I'm going to pour out the windows of heaven, step aside. Now I'll rebuke the devourer. You don't have to rebuke the, I'll, do, I'll rebuke the devourer. Hey, there's one thing if you bind and loose. There's another thing if God says, get out the way, son. It's my turn now. Get out the way, daughter. You've done it. I'm going to pour out blessings. Now I will do the rebuking. I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. So that, listen, that he will not destroy, watch this, the fruit of your ground, what you've sowed. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Zoom in at me. Because this is the part that I told you is going to be manipulated in your mind if you don't think about this. But the Bible says this. It says, and he will pour out such a blessing there will not be room enough to receive. Our obedience and tithe and offering will open the windows of heaven in the area of our finances. Everybody say, my finances. Now, here's what I want to say about the word curse, okay? Because for years, I'm like, well, you know, preaches you that you're under a curse. Let me tell you what the word curse means. See, well, the reason why we cringe, especially since we know doctrine, when we're New Testament, while we're washed with the blood of Jesus, right? We're in the New... How many, how many have said that? So when we hear, when we hear... The word curse, the first thing that comes to our mind, uh, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is that there's demons following me because I don't tithe and, and, and give. Or there's some witch uh, with a pointed hat stirring up some stuff in a cauldron, and now she's throwing spells at me because I don't tithe and I don't, and I don't give offerings. That's the, that's the image we have. No, I'm in the New Testament. I'm covered by the blood. Watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock some of you. Was adultery bad? In the Old Testament. 
Is adultery bad in the New Testament? Was holiness good in the Old Testament? Is holiness good in the New Testament? Is rape bad in the Old Testament? Is rape bad in the New, in the New Testament? Right? Is tithe good in the Old Testament? I said, is tithe good in the Old Testament? I said, is, God, is tithing and offering good in the Old Testament? So you agree it wasn't bad? You agree it wasn't bad, right? So why is it bad in the New Testament? Why we have we considered giving such, an, such a mountain of offense in our lives? Because preachers have twisted it, but I'm coming back to the pure word of God. I'm going to tell you what the word curse is. So I know you've been waiting, right? The word curse in Malachi 3 means, in the Hebrew, to denounce or detest or, watch this, a negative consequence. That means if you're cursed, it's not saying that demons are going to follow you around because I'm under the New Testament and I'm under the blood and God doesn't curse you. I agree with that. But curse in that Hebrew definition means it's following your own negative consequences. In other words, your consequences as a result of what you don't do. Or your consequences as a result of what you do do. <laughs> do do. If you don't do it, it will be do do. Now watch this. In verse 10, I'm almost finishing. In verse 10, listen, of Malachi 3, it says that the reason for the tithe of the offering, what's the reason for the tithe and offering? To open the windows of heaven for your life, right? What's the reason? Come on, if you were listening, what's the reason? So that, uh, yes, no, no, the, when you tithe an offering, he will open. But what's the reason? The Bible says so that there can be food. Hear me, hear me, hear me. There'll be food in his house. Here's the question. Zoom in. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. Listen, listen, listen. Do you like the food that comes out from Remnant Christian Center? That means somebody is being obedient in their tithing offerings to make sure the printer is running, that you can sit, come on somebody, in an air conditioning, nice wooded building. Someone is being obedient in their tithing offerings so the staff could do what they need to do, so we could pay for the outreaches and the food, so that we could pay for sound equipment, so that you could be blessed. So my question to you is, ready, ready? How about you? Are you giving your tithe and your offerings? How many want a window of heaven over their finances? No, please hear me now, because this was tough for me to preach. I know it. I know it. We can't be freeloaders in the church anymore. I could see it now. Pastor George is turning into one of those prosperity preachers. and No, 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 no. I'm coming back to the true meaning of prosperity, the true meaning of blessing. I don't know about you. I don't want to be broke all my life. I don't want to be unhealthy all my life. I don't want to be my soul to be unhealthy. I want my soul to prosper, my family to prosper, my marriage to prosper, my finances to prosper. Why? Because how many of you have been in a situation where you see someone in need and you can't help them? God, that's not a window of heaven. A window of heaven is when you're overflowing through your obedience in this area, giving. Why? Because this is not manipulation to give more. This is an instruction for open heaven in your finances. Come on, say amen. We can't receive if we don't give. 
You know what the Bible says in Acts chapter 20? Put that real quick. I got more, 10 more minutes and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into the baptism. How many are enjoying this? But I wanted to give you keys to open heaven because I want to build faith in you about what you're, what you're, what's going to happen when you get baptized. Those of you getting baptized. And those of you who are believing for a breakthrough in, in, in money, watch this. Look what Acts says. I have shown you in every way in laboring like this that you must support the weak. And remember the words of the Lord, Jesus. He said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Boy, I am popping some bubbles here. I can tell by your face. Your face is like... Then stay that way. As a matter of fact, how's it working for you? I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, how's it working for you? Are you flowing in abundance because you're withholding? Because you're withholding your tithe because some preacher manipulated you years ago and you're hurt and now you're withholding your tithe. How's it working for you? Are are you living in abundance, or do you have some weird theological, very deep revelation? of why you don't need to tithe in the New Testament. As a matter of fact, can I just be, this is not in my notes. If in the New Testament, you have to give it all. But we don't. God just required 10%. You know why? Because in the book of Acts, the book of Acts, they gave all. And they all shared. Oh, I'd rather be under the law. No, you know, you don't want to be under the law. Just be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Watch this, which is the next one. The third thing, and I'm almost done, almost done. The third thing that opens the heavens. The first is prayer. Say prayer. The second is uh, giving financially in your tithe and offerings. It opens the heaven. Say, open heaven. Said, I want to open heaven in my finances. Now watch this. The third thing that opens the heavens over your life is obedience to the voice of the Lord. And it opens the, the windows of heaven of God's favor. I say favor. The reason why I believe we got this building so quickly is because uh, there are some things I didn't get right. But thank God I got some things right. When the Lord spoke to launch out, I didn't hesitate, and I obeyed the voice. The vo- Everybody say the voice. The voice of the Lord. Listen, watch this. I'm going to get it more 2021 version. The prompting of the Holy Spirit. Something, some people think the voice of the Lord is, well, I can't move until I hear the Lord. Well, have you heard the Lord? Well, I don't know, because here's what we're waiting. Come up here, Heather, my daughter, so I may bequeath you the cloak of my anointing, so you may launch forth, and behold, I will be with you always even to the end of age. Who would not launch out? Okay, an angel appeared to me. It's time to go. I felt a prompting in 2016. I felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to launch out, and I didn't want to do it. And my friend Stephen Galoza said, you better start launching out. I don't want to do it. I'm scared. I'm scared. I never started a church before. George, I'm telling you by the Spirit, you need to start making preparations. I don't know. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, I got all, because I'm a knucklehead. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiveness and mercy. I had to have like 10 confirmations, and finally I said, okay, this is God. When I heard the voice of the Lord, I did not know if I was going to get paid. I did not know that this was going to be a result just seven months later. I did not know. I just quickly obeyed the Lord, and I believe because of quick obedience to the voice of the Lord, it opened up the heavens. You say, where is that in Scripture? I'm glad you ask. And Joanne, get ready to go up there. The worship team can go up there. Watch this. Watch this. Woo! I'm good. Everybody say the voice of the Lord. What has God spoken to you that you're delaying on? What has, what is there been a prompting in your spirit that you've said, no, call that person, call that person, give to that person, give to that person, forgive that person, forgive that, humble yourself. What, what, what is that prompting that the voice of the Lord is, or, or, or to some of you, you need to start going back to church. 
Oh, no, 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 no. I watch online. Let my wife convict you in the name of Jesus. Watch this. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2. Are you ready for this? Say the voice of the Lord. Say the voice of the Lord. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. Listen, listen, listen. Before I read it. You know what the voice of the Lord sounds like to some of you? To some of you. The word of the Lord will sound like repetitive things that you can't escape from your mind. It keeps popping in your mind. That's how you know there's a voice of the Lord. You just can't escape it. It is gentle and it's soft, but it doesn't leave you. And second, it's accompanied by conviction if you don't do it. So any area that you feel convicted about over and over again, the voice of the Lord is speaking to you. But some of us are too prideful to hear the voice of the Lord and act because the voice of the Lord is something that we don't like to do. Trust me, when God came in the voice of the Lord to Abraham and said, kill your son, that was not something that Abraham was excited about. To some of you, if I could just, I love you and I'm going to say this purely. You have allowed pride and experience to get in the way. Get in the way. Now watch this, Deuteronomy 28, verse 1. Are you there? Say amen. Now it shall come to pass. I want you to say this with me. One, two, three. If you diligently... Obey, come on, the voice of the Lord. Come on, that was three of you. If you say it again, if you diligently obey, say the voice, the voice of the Lord. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to watch this, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I'll give you today, that the Lord God will set you on high above all the nations, and all these blessings, this is open heaven, shall come upon you. That means there's an open heaven and you will and will overtake you. Watch this. Why? Because you obey the voice. Woo! Wait, wait, wait. All these blessings shall come upon you because you obey the voice of the Lord. Quick question, church. What is the Lord speaking to you right now? Please don't get distracted during church. I don't like to call anybody out, but it's really rude and offensive to me if you're talking the whole time while I'm preaching. So please don't do that. I'm not calling anybody out, but I'm just saying I see too much of it. Respect the word of the Lord. You can email me. You can text me. I'll just say, God bless you. This is not, listen, this is a holy moment that God wants to open the windows of heaven to you. Don't be casual about this. Don't be casual. You know what? I'll just leave it at this. It's up to you. Do you want it or no? Then obey the voice of the Lord. And the voice of the Lord oftentimes means you got to really humble yourself and do what you don't want to do. Today, you guys are obeying the voice of the Lord. There's a prompting. Some of you are like, oh, you know, I've already been saved. But the voice of the Lord is prompting you because now you're crossing the line and you're saying, I'm never going back. I'm never going back. This is a, I'm going to obey the voice of the Lord and watch this. You're going to see something happen in your life. You know why? Because the Bible says here in the voice of the Lord, if you obey, go do it. You know what the fourth one is? And here's where I'm ending. The fourth way that I found in Scripture that I found in scripture that opens the heavens. Number one is prayer. Isaiah was a man like us, cranky like us, and he prayed and opened the heavens. Number two is giving your tithe and offerings faithfully. The Bible says opens the heavens. Number three, obey the voice of the Lord. What is he telling you to do that you're delaying? Who is he telling you to forgive that you're not forgiving? What is he telling you to come to church and knock on that door to come back to the household of God because you've been offended by church and you don't want to come back to church? What is that voice? I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. If you obey the voice of the Lord, open heavens will come. And the fourth thing for you guys, I want you to read this. The fourth thing is water baptism opens. My God. 
Open the heavens of God's renewal. Are you having faith? Is your faith being stirred this morning? Listen, it opens the heavens for God's renewal. Say renewal. Say new life. Come on, say renewal. New life. I don't understand it. Just like I don't understand why God has chosen prayer. For some reason, God has chosen water baptism to be a staple. A staple of new life. Listen, new life in your spirit. Watch this. And it helps solidify that we are, watch this, that you're dead to your sins and now will become alive in Christ. Just like Jesus had to die. Listen, and this is important because I said it before in every baptism. But for some reason, (laughs) I love this, God chose water to drown the enemies of Israel. He could have came down with lightning. He could have calmed down and zapped them with fire. But he says, as you cross the Red Sea, I'm going to make sure you get it to the other side. And I'm going to close the waters on them. I'm going to immerse the waters on them. And the waters of the Dead Sea are going to drown the enemy. When baptism comes by faith, you're going to drown the enemies of your soul that have been haunting you. And you're going to rise up in newness of life. And there will be an open heaven over your life. When you're obedient to baptism, how do you know? Watch this real quick. Romans chapter 6. Here, real quick, because I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Spirit. Do you not know, Romans 6 verse 3, do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, therefore we were buried with him through baptism. Say buried with him. You're going to be buried. You're dead. The deadness of your past is going to be dead. You're going to leave your old you behind. And just as Christ is raised from the dead by the glory of God, even so we should walk in newness of life. When you come out the waters, I don't care if you've been saved for 20 years. There's something new that's going to happen in your walk with God. I'm telling you, there's testimonies out of testimonies. I, again, I don't understand it. Our very own Fisher, when he was dead, when he was baptized, some of you guys remember, you guys were, were, were baptized too. Fisher was baptized, and he said, Pastor, it, it felt like I was there for 10 minutes, and when I came up, I felt my heart was about to explode. There's nothing magical about the water. There's something magical about your obedience. There's nothing in the water. It's your obedience that opens the heavens. Say, open the heavens. Say, I want to open heaven. Look at this. Jesus our Lord, this had to be baptized. Don't think that you don't need to be water baptized. Jesus our Lord had to be baptized. And I want you to see, this is my last scripture, Matthew 3. And I want everyone here to see this because you're about to get baptized. And by faith, I want you to believe with every fiber of your soul that the windows of heaven are going to open in your life. Because you're obedient to the voice of the Lord. Now watch this, I want you to read it. When Jesus had come to be baptized, everybody say Jesus. Everybody say Jesus had to be baptized. So I need to be baptized. Uh oh. <laughs> Watch this. When Jesus was baptized, everybody said, When Jesus was baptized, come on, say, Jesus came up immediately from the water. Say it with me. He came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. Whoo, my God. My God. Do you see? Do you see? I'm not just trying to manipulate you. Do you see? I'm not just trying to coerce you. Jesus went into the waters and immediately the windows of heaven were opened and he saw the Spirit of God. Watch this. I preached it before. I never got this revelation until just this week. The heavens were open. Everybody say the heavens were open. After baptism. Then say this. After baptism, after the open heavens, he saw the Spirit of God. 
Jesus came up from the heavens, were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. Watch this. Here's the progression. And he heard a voice saying, This is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Listen to him. What's the progression then? As we get ready, we're going to sing this song. But what's the progression in closing? Number one, Jesus got baptized in water. The heavens opened up over him. Then the Holy Spirit was revealed to him in a deeper way. And then the voice of God for affirmation came. What's going to happen to your life when you decide by faith the enemies of your soul are going to be drowned this day? The shame of your past, the mistakes of your past, by faith you're going to say, you know what? I'm, I'm drawing the line. The windows of heaven are open. And you know what's going to happen? The windows of heaven are going to come up. The Holy Spirit is going to come on you by faith. You're going to have newness of life. God is going to drown your enemies. And the voice of affirmation has come. This is my son. This is my daughter who I am well pleased. Do you believe that? How many want to walk in an open heaven? How many want to walk in an open heaven? Stand up to your feet. Come on. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Come on. It's up to you. I want you to stand up. Whether it's in prayer, whether it's in giving, whether it's in being the voice of the Lord, or today in baptism. Right now. Come on. Lift up your hands. Let it rain, God. Open the heavens. Open the heavens. Come on.